Hello, hello, and welcome back to the fourth and final episode in this mini fiction series by Cutting Chai Stories called Kids Make a Podcast. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and for the last time until season four kicks off, you will hear not the copywriting advice you're used to getting from me, but the stories and voices of my students. Till December 2021, I was teaching creative writing to children. And my very last class was about how to write narratives for podcasts and record them. If the audio is a little uneven, please bear with us. Our first-time voice talents were also first-time podcasters, but I know you're going to want to stay tuned for this final installment in the mini series because it's all about fractured fairy tales. Fractured fairy tales are what we call fairy tales that have been rewritten and changed in some way. So if you've ever read or watched a modern take on Beauty and the Beast. or a version of red riding hood where the wolf is the innocent bystander you've encountered a fractured fairy tale my students kimaya desai and anika gursahani who wrote and recorded this episode took it one step further they decided to introduce real life historical figures into their fairy tales our first story is a retelling of a very familiar fairy tale by kimaya desai Not so long ago in Shannon, Kansas, there was a girl who loved airplanes. Her family called her Cinderella. Her dream was to fly around the world. During this time period, it was not ladylike to go on airplanes or wear pants. In fact, no woman had ever worn pants yet. Cinderella and her stepsister Mary used to be the best of friends. They spent every minute together. But their stepmother, Ursula, treated Mary a lot better than Cinderella. What are you doing Cinderella? This is not ladylike. Get off this second. Mary, did Cinderella drag you into this? No, mother. This is my idea. Do not blame Cinderella for this. Okay, sweetheart. Don't let it happen again. Cinderella's dad was so rich. They had an obstacle course on their estate. But ever since Ursula had married her dad and moved in, she wouldn't let the girls play there. This time the sisters got away without punishment but the sound of Ursula's footsteps walking away rattled their nerves. Cinderella, are you okay? I'm so sorry she blamed you. This is all my idea. It just takes time for mother to adjust to new people. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm used to her blaming me for things I've never done before. As Cinderella walked back to her room, her brave face slipped. No No one likes me. Father is away all of the time, and as nice as Mary is, she can't protect me from Ursula. <laughs> Cinderella's creaky bed reminded her yet again that she would never have equal status as Mary, whose feather-soft bed didn't make a single sound when Mary got into it. That night, Cinderella had the same dream she had every night. It was a vivid scene of her in a plane, invented 18 years ago by the world-famous Wright sisters. No woman had ever flown a plane yet, and thanks to her stepmother, she knew that she never would, because Ursula thought that women shouldn't be allowed to do adventurous things like that. The next morning, Cinderella was up at her usual 4:45 a.m. doing her chores. Mary, however, was allowed to wake up at nine. Mary came down to the table set by Cinderella, and her pancakes were all ready to eat. Cinderella was only allowed to eat one sad piece of fruit. Mary, good morning, my love. How did you sleep? 
I have some wonderful news. Papa's friend, Gabriel, is having a ball next weekend, and we're invited. Cinderella, you have to come too because of your father. I would take you dress shopping with me and Mary, but too bad. I don't think you have enough time because of your chores. Actually, Mother, before you woke up, which was at 11 o'clock, I helped Cinderella with all of her chores for the entire day. She can come shopping with us. The three women went off to the shopping mall together to find something to wear to the ball. Mother, can I please get this dress? It is beautiful and I love it so much. Of course, my dear. Are you sure? This dress is only $200. This is a very fancy ball. I want you to look your best. Gabriel's son is looking for a wife and I want him to pick you. I don't know about marriage. I barely know Gabriel's son. But yes, I'm sure about the dress. Maybe Cinderella can accompany you to the expensive section? Nonsense. She can pick up something from here. Of course, that is fine. There is actually something that caught my eye. Can I please get this dress? Ursula read the price tag and gasped. Cinderella, this dress is $60. That is too expensive. Go to the sale area right now. Cinderella walked out of the mall with a dress that looked like a rag. The fabric was coming apart at the seams and all the stitched flowers had faded. Cinderella was not happy about how she was being treated. On the day of the ball, the house was in chaos as Ursula, Mary and Cinderella were getting dressed. Cinderella's father was still overseas on his business trip. Cinderella, are you ready yet? No, not yet, Ursula. Ursula and Mary left without Cinderella, who was crying in her room. All of a sudden... A strange-looking woman appeared in her bedroom. She had no gloves, no hat, and her dress seemed to have... pockets? Hello, my name is Orville Wright. My sister Wilburima and I are known as the Wright Sisters. We would have come together, but she's taking care of another emergency. Ah! Um, hello? How did you appear out of thin air? What are you doing here in my bedroom? I know it's hard to believe. But I've come here to help your dream come true. When I'm not inventing aircraft, I'm inventing spells and potions. I'm a part-time fairy, you see. Oh my gosh, you're that right, sister? I've wanted to fly an airplane since I was five years old. Cinderella was beside herself with joy. Orvilla and Wilburina had been her idols ever since they invented the world's first airplane. Asking the fairy 500 questions, Cinderella allowed Orvilla to wave her magic wand and transform her outfit. That old rag of a dress will never do. Besides, how will you ever climb or run in something so cumbersome? How about pants? With a swish of her wand, Orvilla conjured some pants on Cinderella's legs. The first time a woman had ever worn pants in history. Cinderella jumped and danced around her room, delighted with the freedom of movement. Oh my gosh, this is so much better than a dress. That's not all, my dear. Look outside. Oh my gosh, is that my own airplane? It sure is. And look, I also conjured you up a navigator, so you know where you're going. Where are you going, by the way? I'm not sure yet, just away from the ball and my stepmother. Cinderella got into the plane and started the engine. Keep her steady, dear, and best of luck. Cinderella flew off to the east. 
just as in the rest of her life, she didn't do the expected thing and go west. She never made it to that ball. She flew all over the world and made a big name for herself. Mary followed the headlines in the papers, while Ursula clucked in disapproval, and Cinderella's father barely realized his daughter was gone. But Cinderella, as always, took her own path, and all over the world, little girls looked up to her. They knew her by her given name, Amelia Earhart. By the way, some of the historical details in Kimaya's story are true. Amelia Earhart was born in Shannon, Kansas, though to my knowledge her family never called her Cinderella. Cinderella and Ursula were both played by Kimaya Desai, and Mary and Orvilla were played by Anika Gursahani. Next up is Anika Gursahani's retelling of Hansel and Gretel. Orville, come inside. There's a contest to build something that can make people fly. And the winner gets a whole lot of money. Mother won't have to work two jobs anymore. That's great. Maybe we can fix that leak. Or better yet, we can buy a new house. And good for us. We already know how to build a hut. How hard is it to build something that can make us fly? Wilbur and Orville were the most inventive 11-year-olds in all of Germany. By the age of three, they had built a rocking chair with spare wood they had found in the grass. At age five, they were able to make a small handheld heater. By age 10, they had built a strong hut that has held up for a year so far. They also made little toys and trinkets for their neighbors, but all the money they made went towards taxes. Maybe if we attach springs to the rover's shoe and jump really high, we can fly. Or if we run with the paper mache wings while flapping them, this has to work. There are so many ways to fly, we would win. After all, we're the best engineers in the country. Wilbur and Orville kept trying, but as it turns out, it's not that easy to invent something that'll make you fly. The brothers weren't the only ones having trouble. Orville, stop building for one second and look at the paper. What is it? Another contestant has failed. That's one step closer to winning for us. How's the floating umbrella turning out? Good, but I could use some food. Some nice, warm food. Guess what? I made a bet that these guys would lose. And I won the bet and I got some food. Yay! Let's eat. I need the energy. But after this... We have to keep working on the floating umbrella. After the brothers finished eating their first dinner in days, they went straight back to work. Orville, pass the crescent wrench. Here you go. Thank you. Can you pass the silk? Okay, but be careful. It tears easily and I spent all of my extra inventing money on that. That's what makes it perfect. The silk is so nice and thin that the air will flow up into the umbrella and make that person attached to it float up high. And that's flying. Now let's sew this on. Come here and help me attach this harness to the pole. The boys worked away creating this invention. They hammered, sewed, and broke things. They broke a lot of things. They were soon ready to test their floating contraption. The invention was a huge blue silk umbrella only with the harness attached to the handle. Luckily, it was very windy outside. Let's test this out. Wilbur, get into the harness. Okay, whoa. 
Whoa, I'm flying. Great, but watch out for the tree. Tree? Oh no, I'm stuck. Can you get out? I'll try. <laughs> I think this plan was a failure. The next morning, Wilbur and Orville decided to venture out and find inspiration from the birds. Wait, let's leave a trail of bolts to remember the path we went. Great idea. I found some berries to eat on the way. The boys walked and walked until they found a good spot where they could watch the birds. Little did they know, it was right outside a house. It looks like the birds moved their wings to flap in the direction of the wind. Maybe in our invention, we should have a bar that can adjust so we can catch the wind. And the wings should be long slates of wood with cloth and silk. But you're buying the silk this time. Fine, but you're paying for the rest. <coughs> what is that sound? The old lady who lived in the house had overheard the boy's conversation. Her name was Agatha, and she had no family. For the last ten years, she had been living alone in this rickety old house that looked like it needed a lot of repairs. Hmm, those boys look like they're inventors. Maybe they can fix my house. The old lady went outside. Hello, boys. You look ever so smart. Come to my house and make a few repairs, would you? I have pie. I think we should go. Let's go. I love pie. I wonder what kind it is. Agatha led them into her creaky, squeaky house. She sat them down at her table and gave them each a slice of apple pie. Orville snuffed it down, but Wilbur barely ate anything. Come to the basement, children. I have gifts for you. What are your names? Agatha distracted them with questions as she ushered them towards a set of narrow stairs that led into the dark basement. Go down the stairs, boys. I'll be right behind you. Orville, I think we should leave after this. This old lady is creepy. Agatha had waited for Orville and Wilbur to take a few steps down into the basement before she slammed and locked the door behind them. How do we get out, Wilbur? I don't know, Orville. <gasps> Look what I found. A note from the old lady. She says that we have to fix her basement before she'll give us any food. She says the pipe is leaking and that the floor is cracked. And she's left us a toolbox, materials, and tons of fabrics. She also wants us to repair her clothes for her. What fabrics did she leave? Wool and silk, it looks like. You know what this means? We're trapped in the basement forever. No, we have a workshop to build our flying machine where no one would disturb us or spy on our invention. And we don't have to buy our own silk. While Orville worked on doing the repairs in the basement, Wilbur built the flying machine. He made sure to add a bar that would allow the wings to slightly adjust so they could imitate the flight of birds. After two days of work, they were finally finished. I'm starving again, but I'm done. Are the repairs done, Orville? Yep, I finished before you. Do you think this one will work, Wilbur? Come over to whatever we're calling this and hold on very tight. First, we just need to... Be quiet. Agatha will hear you if you break a window. We don't need Agatha now. Let her come down and discover us gone. One slice of her pie wasn't enough payment to trap us in her basement and force us to repair her house. But there's no way I'm letting our beautiful new invention get banged up against the window. Orville and Wilbur ran across the basement, navigating carefully around the shards of broken glass, and flew off into the sky. 
Where are you? I want you to fix the roof next. Are you? No! But the boys were long gone. They continued working on their glider and a few years later, they won the competition for the first flying machine in history. The brothers were known for being the best inventors in the world. With their prize money, they bought a new house with a huge studio where they could invent more and more things and build more planes. But they never lost their generous spirit. A year later, when their friend Cinderella needed a plane, Orville sent his first glider to her, along with someone who could help her navigate it. Cinderella made their invention even more popular. But even as they grew more and more famous, they vowed never to touch another piece of pie again. Did you love that as much as I did? And by the way, the detail about the contest for building an airplane really happened. Though the Wright brothers were never trapped in a basement while building it, to my knowledge. Wilbur was played by Kimaya Desai and Orville and Agatha were both played by Anika Gursahani. This is the very last episode of this fiction miniseries called Kids Make a Podcast. It was a ton of fun to make, and the blooper reel is longer than the series itself. Best of all, I hope it shows the kids, not only in this class, but anyone who's listening to it, what amazing accomplishments we are all capable of, even if we're still in elementary school. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing this mini-series if it moved you. Until I see you again in Season 4, keep writing.